1: Hey, welcome to the podcast. My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, yesterday, we began binge-watching a story about a guy named Jonah. So let me begin with a previously on Jonah. He's a prophet. He's a spokesperson for God. And God gives him an assignment that he just does not want to do. And Jonah is this guy filled with nationalistic pride for the nation of Israel. And God tells him to go warn their enemies that they need to repent. They need to turn it around, stop their extremely wicked ways, or God himself was going to take them down. So he sends Jonah to warn them that they needed to turn around or else. Well, Jonah refuses to do it. He hates, quote-unquote, those people. So he attempts to run from God. We saw him in the last episode boarding the ship and heading in the opposite direction. God pursues him, causes a storm on the open sea. The sailors know they're in big-time trouble. They discover that Jonah is the reason they're all going to die. Jonah tells them that it was his fault, that if they would just throw him overboard, the storm would stop. They reluctantly do so, and the storm stops and Jonah sinks. Episode two, in too deep. You know, I can't imagine drowning. That'd be a terrible way to go out. I mean, just the sheer panic you feel when you're losing the air. Ever felt that desperate feeling? Ever had a near drowning experience? You know, surfers, maybe you get thrown under the waves, you start to panic, you know, I'm going to make it out of this, out of this wave. Can you imagine what's going through Jonah's mind as the ocean absolutely swaddles him up? He was really thinking he could outrun God. He deliberately disobeyed him, and as a result, the consequences of his actions not only put himself, but lots of other people in danger. And you know, our sin has a way of doing that, doesn't it? And you know, about right now, as a prophet, someone who's supposed to be close to God, as he's struggling, sinking, he's feeling like a complete failure. His arms are shot, he can't tread water any longer, he's running out of air, his lungs are burning, it's dark, it's desperate, it's over. Man, what a way to go. But God's pursuit does not stop there. Verse 17 of chapter 1. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Now this great fish was probably a whale. And before you start thinking finding Nemo, finding Dory, Moby Dick, or Free Willy, this is a true story. You say, oh, all right, that's not even possible. I was watching that show called Mythbusters and they totally disproved it. Um, Well, is this possible? Now, first of all, the Hebrew word translated belly does not necessarily mean stomach, simply a place where he was completely engulfed. Some believe he may have been in the oral cavity and a whale, which is a warm-blooded, oxygen-breathing mammal, periodically surfaces for air, which would have provided Jonah with much-needed oxygen, while the inside body heat would have protected him from hypothermia. I don't know how it all works. But I do know there are just certain things you cannot logically prove or disprove. They fall into the category of supernatural miracles. I mean, you'll never see the Red Sea parting on Mythbusters, nor manna from heaven, nor the sun standing still, or, nor the walls of Jericho falling, nor the feeding of the 5,000, nor water turning into wine, or walking on the water, nor calming a storm, or the calling of Lazarus from the dead. They all lie within the realm of the supernatural. Now, in case you're wondering, all of those things I just mentioned were viewed by eyewitnesses, and they were recorded and passed down from generation to generation, not as fable, not as fiction, but as factual events. Talking about all the amazing supernatural things that Jesus did, a close friend named Peter wrote this, We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses. Of His Majesty. We saw amazing things. We saw Him take crooked legs and make them straight. He opened blinded eyes. He cured leprosy. He walked on water. He calmed a storm. He rose from the dead. He is the Word of Life. And as far as this Jonah fish story, Jesus Himself acknowledged the validity of it. Over Matthew chapter 12 and Luke chapter 11, He refers to Jonah actually being in the whale for three days as a foreshadowing of Himself being in the grave for three days and rising again. The crowd all knew the miraculous story of Jonah, and they would soon experience the miraculous story of the resurrected Jesus. I mean, if you believe the first words of the Bible, in the beginning God created, then the rest is pretty easy to believe. Because we're talking about the one who spoke the world into existence, the genius who somehow set the ocean tides to the lunar schedule, the one who made lightning bugs and giraffes, the creator of DNA, the designer of photosynthesis, the astronomer who flung the stars into the sky and knows every one of them by name. So, if he can do all of that, I think he can arrange for a great fish whom he created to change his migration pattern and show up the exact right second to scoop up one of his priceless kids. Now, some people who really haven't read the story think they're being swallowed by the whale was how God punished Jonah. I mean, just the contrary. This great fish was how God rescued jonah it saved his life i mean kind of a cool thought that even in jonah's disobedience and his rebellion god loved him so much that he would supernaturally call like enterprise rental whale because they pick you up he speaks to a great fish and says go get him the god of second chances pulled this whole thing off jonah deserved death and god showed extraordinary mercy you talk about pursuing somebody did you know that he pursues you like that too You might think that you're one of those that's just too far gone. You might think that you too are just in too deep. But you need to know that you can't outrun God's grace. His grace reaches lower than our worst mistakes. So let's just pause episode two, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. But I'm praying today that you would walk grateful for the way God has pursued you, for the way God rescued you. I'm confident it wasn't through a fish, but you do have a rescue story. So why not pause right now? And just thank God for it and name all the players involved in it. Bring them to mind. Maybe it's a praying grandma or a football teammate or maybe an AA sponsor or a girlfriend or, or a neighbor or a pastor, coach, a teacher, somebody that just seemed to scoop you out of the deep at the right time and bring you to Jesus. So spend some time thanking God for the way he has rescued you and then come back tomorrow and we'll pick up episode two. Have a great day.